It's the COVID hour. No new community cases. Good. Entire country in a form of lockdown. Quite bad, really. I get that Auckland needs to take precautions given the level of faffing around done by members of the families deemed to be infectious. But why on earth is the South Island lockdown? You, know, you could make a case why is south of Hamilton lockdown, but I guess that's on Aucklanders who, at the first sign of a lockdown, saddled up their late model sedans and fled for the hills, otherwise known as their holiday homes. The fact they did that, that they were given a window of time to escape the city, makes it more difficult to justify opening up south of the Bombays and north of the Brindurwins. But surely the South Island should be free to go about its business unencumbered by restrictions on gatherings and all the other Level 2 um, lockdown rules. One of the main reasons the country went into lockdown was because nobody knew the source of the virus in the young man who had the positive test and went to the gym. Now we do know it was because two women went for a walk and didn't disclose that to the traces. So now that is known... And we're just waiting to see whether the young man has spread this highly transmissible virus around the South Auckland community and beyond. Why would the South Island need to stay locked down? You've got events being cancelled. You've got the horse of the year that's been cancelled because of the uncertainty and because of the, the lockdowns. Why do more people have to suffer than needs to suffer. Richard Preble has written a piece in the New Zealand Herald, an opinion piece, and he reiterates the points made by the Herald when it called for a royal commission into the way we have handled this pandemic, or the government has handled the pandemic in the Ministry of Health, and what we can do in the future. Uh, in late March, stockpiles of tests were down to only six days' supply. The current the contact tracing systems that we had then could only manage 10 cases simultaneously. So that's why you were getting people saying, look, I needed to get a test. I'd been next to somebody who was displaying all the symptoms on a plane and was told I did not need to because I hadn't flown back from China. There just weren't the tests there, but we were being told there were. New Zealand was ill-prepared. It was only good fortune that we avoided the fates of Milan, New York and London. There was a critical shortage of PPE. We were the 63rd country to close its borders. The forecast of 3.32 million COVID cases by July was inaccurate modelling. That, I guess, you can kind of say, well, nobody really knew what was happening and people were forecasting worst-case scenarios, which was the right thing to do. The High Court ruled the first lockdown was illegal, so Crown Law didn't follow due protocol. Um, butchers' shops, fruit shops closed, supermarkets remained open. Cabinet overrode officials and closed down low-risk occupations like construction and road building. You know, there's a whole lot of issues that still need to be sorted out.
And we need to know that when the next pandemic comes, we have answers and resolutions to all these issues that have been raised. Border workers weren't being tested when the Ministry of Health said they were, and so on and so forth. And you, I've mentioned the Simpson-Roche report a, a million thousand times. But it just means that when we have the Ministry, via the Prime Minister, saying 15 messages were sent through phone, through text, through email to a KFC worker and her family, and they all relayed the health advice to stay home, I really hope the Prime Minister has seen every single one of those messages. Because given the misinformation that came out from the Ministry at the start of this pandemic, I no longer accept anything I hear from the Ministry of Health as the truth. They have blown my trust, absolutely.